I'm Kim Beller. And this is Art Nest Podcast, where we share authentic conversations about art, our artful lives and our practice, and probably everything in between. We're about to get raw and authentic with you. Cheers to you. Cheers to you, too. Well, first of all, I am happy to be here in your neck of the woods. Yes, welcome to Flag Pond. Tennessee! It's gorgeous. What? I can't even get over the leaves. We have had a spectacular fall. The Mm -hmm. colors are just peak today. I mean, they really are. after this week, we're done. (laughs) Driving over here from my neck of the woods was just such a gorgeous drive. You know how when you get on I-26 and those mountains just are all around you, in front of you, I was just like, what? I know. It's beautiful. Really beautiful. Happy November. I cannot believe it is November 1st today, and I'm already seeing Christmas and holiday ads. and. Oh, it's a little, um, it's making me a little anxious, but I, I'm, I'm getting into the, the gift giving frame of mind and I thought, let's talk about that today. I haven't really told you much, but welcome to my discussion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to know what you got under your sleeve. Is that the, is that the way you say it? Under your sleeve? Yeah. Yeah. Up your sleeve. Up your sleeve. There you go. (laughs) Not under your sleeve. I'm excited. Under your hat. Under your hat and up your sleeve. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Tell me. What are you? So. I love all these. Okay. I'm not going to say what we're, what I see. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'll get to that. But I figured, you know, coming off of a year plus, year and a half now of being in a pandemic and giving some thought about crafts and what people have done with all of their extra time and many people have picked up new hobbies have learned new skills and I just thought what a perfect time to share that for the holidays and I wanted to give folks some ideas on gift giving this year and with you being an artist as well and into crafts um I thought if we if we helped people get over this hump of oh my gosh what do I get my sister or what do I get my mother uh, we can provide them with a little list of things and um, I wanted to share a little bit about what's in front of us and these are called sweetheart pin cushions and I'm glad that we were both sort of thinking the same way you brought a few things from home that were handmade and lo and behold we both have sweetheart pin cushions Mm -hmm. and I love the history behind these pin cushions and um, these originated during World War One and British believe it or not British British soldiers made sweetheart pin cushions when they were convalescing in hospitals and they would send them back to their wives, their girlfriends, sweethearts. And it it's used, crafts like this are used in a hospital setting for therapy or occupational therapy. 
and it would help pass the time. And I just thought what a wonderful skill to have passed down through the years. You and I attended a great workshop with a mutual friend, another Leslie, Leslie Marsh, mm -hmm. and she taught us how to make these. And so I have spread in front of us some variations on this theme. Yeah, I love it. So I have um, a quilt, an old quilt piece from um, what they call a cutter, a cutter quilt, meaning this quilt has faded, it might have some moth holes in it, um, but there's some really cool designs still left in the quilt to reuse and upcycle. And so that's what this one is. This is, um, I wish I knew the name of that. The design. The design. Mm -hmm. um, but they're little hexagon, hexagons sewn together. And I simply just picked out a, a piece of um, fabric for the back and stuffed it with walnut shells. And it's a nicely weighted pincushion. Yeah, it really is. So I'm holding it just for anyone who's listening, if you can get a visual. Mm. Um, and it's, I love the bright yellow. Mm -hmm. So we're going to share photos. Mm -hmm. Let's share photos on Instagram. And I love the, the yellow, but all these little seed beads that you, are these like pinned in like we did the sweetheart pincushions? Yes. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about that um, gathering with Leslie Marsh. Mm -hmm. So that was like a one of our little artist dates yeah um that she had all those supplies to make and i loved making those mm -hmm. i made one for myself one for hagen and one for Lacey. i love it and you have made more <laughs> you've made a lot i kind of got addicted to it <laughs> well i love the heart-shaped ones and that's those are the ones i made as all heart shapes but i actually love this little round yeah and it's kind of an organic shape too because it's not perfectly nope. round which i love yeah this is is this a Girl Scout it pin? Is. This remind I, when I saw it, I was like, "That looks really familiar." I was a Girl Scout. I was too. Yeah, long, 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 long time ago. I think that these are neat gifts. Even Gorgeous. if somebody is not into sewing, mm -hmm. um, these are still nice to have on your bureau. If you get new clothes for whatever reason, there's sometimes safety pins in them. Yeah, stuff from the dry cleaners. Sometimes they pen stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a nice place to have, um, you know, something on your dresser to pin that stuff to, rather than just toss it or. Oh, I like that. You know, it's just yeah, it's a great place to kind of store those pens and not throw them away. Oh, yeah. Really so, like them. I like your fish-shaped one. Yeah. This one was um, from a vintage-inspired uh, fabric, and I loved the fish in it, too. And that one is also stuffed with walnut shells. Um, Did you do this at Leslie's, too? No. That I was, was going to say. I didn't no. think so. Mm -mm. Okay. If you're interested, go to Leslie Marsh. You can just, you know, search Leslie Marsh Artist. And go to her website, and I think she actually still has some things up on her website about these sweetheart mm -hmm. pin cushions. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look a little more into what, you know, some of hers too. Yeah. They're beautiful. The fish is just sweet. I just love, I love the size of it. Yeah. Now, are these, are these giveaways or are these your collection? I do have, um, I do have a giveaway that is stuffed with um, white 
sand and it's store-bought white sand but what i just love the way it fits oh in that the feels palm. so good i know it's heavy and wow. the sand keeps the needles sharp obviously mm-hmm. and i have a little embroidered felt piece and a safety pen with beads on it now when you were a teenager did you ever put yes. those on your sneakers yeah you well know, <laughs> we, we used to do these little beaded safety pens too i don't yeah. remember putting them on my shoes so much mm-hmm. as I remember making them, but I don't remember what I did with them. Yeah. Gorgeous. So that I, this be, one feels good. That I want to just hold that. That's just like such a good. And as a, I don't want to call myself a seamstress mm-hmm. because I'm not, and I do not follow patterns, as you can only imagine. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> I love sewing and making things on my sewing machine, and I also love hand stitching. And this is the type that I would love to have. Like right. a, just a little small pin cushion that you can hold in your hand. And also the little red ones. You remember the little red ones? Yes, I'll show you. I, I have, have my vintage. mom's of that. I have a vintage one. I have my mom's of that. And I was going to say, these are so much cooler. <laughs> remember these? Oh, whoa. These little Japanese style that ones. That is so cute. It's kind of like... I know you're talking about the tomato shape. Yeah, I'm talking one. about the tomato yeah. red one. This uh-huh. is really cool. That's that's a really sweet one. This is so cute. So I'll we'll have I'll, to send a. You have to put a photo of that yeah. on your. On I'm your story all too. about collecting so uh, vintage sewing notions, especially pin cushions. You know, I so, love it. This um, is the one that's speaking to me the most. Okay. The piece you like that. Okay. Well, it's a little rectangle. I like. I wonder how anyone listening, if you, if it's going to be easy to kind of visualize this or not well, really. But we're going to, like I said, we'll share pictures. But it's a rectangle with some cool fabric. But then you have this nice little piece of, is that felt? It's felt. With, um, that you stitched, hand stitched the word piece. Yeah. And then you stitched that onto the main. But I love the size of this one too. Uh-huh. It feels so good, and I love just everything about that. Yeah. I just love that. So, so sweet. That is a fun one. Yes. Um, interesting that I, were, I used the word piece because I just wanted to mention that these sorts of hand-based uh, crafts have just echoed through history, and making things by hand um, is very therapeutic for mm-hmm. people. A historian named Jennifer Way kind of did a study on this movement in arts and crafts. And there definitely was a surge during the pandemic, but it definitely is not new to our culture. I think that people turn to these sorts of things, these kinds of um, crafts during any kind of crisis or wartime. And not just the service members, like I mentioned, um, during World War One, but also the communities where they came from and their families back home. And I, I just being a military spouse, I can I can definitely relate to this. I always turned to crafts or my art anytime my husband deployed or if there was something going on. And I think our civilian counterparts also did the same thing to help support those that were abroad or mm-hmm. on the home front. So, yeah, it's an important part of our culture. 
And I think that our, our government and even non-government organizations helped with these sorts of initiatives for our troops and our veterans uh, through the years. And like I said, it helps occupy your mind, get your mind off of things. It helps kind of safeguard and protect our heritage. It's a, it's a way to to spread that and share that with mm-hmm. family and um, your community. It helps, it helps to express anything that you're feeling as far as political activism. Um, it can help you cope with trauma. And a lot of these crafts are used in a hospital setting uh, for occupational therapy. And um, you brought up this, this little piece pen cushion. Mm-hmm. And I embroidered that, and I wanted to share that I, I learned that. embroidery from my mom and my grandmother. What sorts of handcrafts or handwork did you learn from from your family, from your mom, grandparents, aunts, uncles? Was there something that was passed down to you that you still you know, can do right now? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you're tapping into this because I... I love the keeping the history going, mm-hmm. and this ties us to our roots. When we are making handmade gifts, like the ones that you've made that you learned to embroidery yep. because of your mom and your grandma, mm-hmm. that's carrying on your... Their just, legacy, yeah. Yeah, their legacy and yours, and this is something that's always going to be around, you know, and, and whoever finds it one day, long, long, long time from now, might not know the story behind it, but you can feel the specialness in this. Yeah. And my Grandma Lou, one of my favorite people on the planet, well, she's not with us anymore, but was one of my favorite people, is still, but her name is Luella Barfield Cook, and she had 12 siblings. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, she was one of 12 siblings. But she was the sweetest grandma. I mean, she was, if you think of a grandma, that's, she's just the epitome of the best grandma ever. Aww. And she, we would go to her farm in Lakeview, South Carolina, and I would spend summertime there and um, a lot of time with them. But she taught me how to crochet. Ah. And I remember, I was, I'll never forget her sitting in her living room showing me how to do a, a, a chain stitch. Mm-hmm. And that was a long time ago. I was a little girl. And then she also taught me how to make the little crocheted dishcloths, which I still make to this day. These intentional, meaningful gifts are so important. And there's so much gratitude when you get something like this. If you Mm -hmm. receive a gift like this, it's like, wow, that person really cared. It really touches me when somebody something for me. Yes. And so I give, I still give the the dishcloths as gifts. And I also, I make them. I make them. I mean, that's all we use in my house. And I still have one that my grandma Lou made, (sighs) which I love. And I hesitate to use it because I'm like, I don't want it to, because it's already old (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah that and she also taught me how to knit love it and then later I kind of didn't stay with knitting and later my good friend Libby taught me more about knitting and when I was pregnant with Hagen Libby kind of walked me through knitting a sweater for Hagen Ah. so I knitted my first baby sweater while I was with 
pregnant with Hagen. And so Libby taught me that. My mom, she was just amazing. I mean, she's the one who instilled art in me, and she was an artist, but also my love for cooking. Mm -hmm. She and I used to bake cakes together. She was an amazing baker, and she taught me how to bake, and uh, she used to make wedding cakes, Mm. so I would help her with that. And um, she also, we had a little skating rink down around the corner from us growing up, and it was called Sports World. She made all of the birthday cakes every Saturday for anyone who was having a birthday at Sports World. Aww. So all every Saturday morning, our counter was full of birthday cakes. And she would put them in the little white boxes, and I would help her load them up in the car, and, and we'd deliver them to Sports World. And so she taught me how to do, like, all of the little icing flowers. And, so that was a, a really cool thing. I love that. I've got a friend who is a cake maker and mm-hmm. does beautiful yeah. decorations on them. Yeah. I mean, that's that a really cool skill to It's have. fun. Yeah. It's so fun, and it's kind of like art art on a cake. Absolutely. And so I still, that one still lives in yeah. me. You know, I still, when I make a cake for someone, I love to decorate it. Oh, that's neat. It's really fun. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, obviously, so many things that, that oh, yeah. our, you know, our family taught us. But those are the ones that stand out. I think those um, are some some of the same enduring skills mm-hmm. that I've kept. My mom taught me how to crochet. She's very, very patient. <sighs> and so I can read a pattern and make something <laughs> not me I, no, can. I can but I don't like to I can't it's yeah it's very hard for me to get into that mindset but yeah. I can I can follow a pattern I asked my mom because my father served twice in Vietnam he did two tours in Vietnam and I thought after reading this little article about um, crafts during wartime mm-hmm. I reached out to her and asked what what are some of the things that she did and I was just a baby when my dad left mm-hmm. she said that she learned how to um, hook rugs that was sort of oh, a big yeah. and I think that there we see a resurgence of these things now that the pandemic has been such a huge part of our life I'm seeing oh, yeah. a lot of these things come back that were very trendy during the 60s mm-hmm. She also learned to crochet um, because her mom crocheted. Um, And she told me that ponchos were very fashionable. And they still are. She has made her fair share of ponchos. And I still have one that she made me. um, Is it crocheted? It is crocheted. Okay. It's really, really pretty. And I I treasure that. She also learned how to knit. She she has made me some fingerless gloves. We call them artist gloves. Yeah, I have those. Yes. I made myself some of those. Oh, there you them. go. Yeah. So those are really helpful if you have a cold studio like I do. <laughs> <laughs> it feels cozy in here right now. You need a pair of artist gloves. I love those. But she was also part of the officer's club, the officer's women's club, or the officer's spouse's club, as they call it. Mm-hmm nowadays and she gave classes on making pine cone wreaths and even to this day like if she were to pick up those supplies I mean she makes the prettiest wreaths um she worked on pin uh straight pin ornaments with I think it was like a little styrofoam ball and you would up like my mm -hmm. mom made those yeah so and it had like pretty ribbons on it and then you would stick them on just like we did with these pin cushions right so that was that was kind of cool I thought um she did a lot of baking as well she said that she quit with ceramics she wasn't really fond of that so that's 
that's cool. But that's some of the handwork that I picked up and I still do. I, I learned a lot of stitches and embroidery from my mom and my grandmother. Mm. And so I brought a few things that I've done recently. And this was just... Wow, you've got a lot of time. This was <gasps> just a cute little piece. It's called Happy Thoughts. That's it, so cute. It has felt and it has a few like simple embroidery stitches, but I'm going to make that into like a little pillow. Very cute. This is an old vintage so um, <gasps> handkerchief and oh I love collecting Whoa. old handkerchiefs and I beaded a bumblebee on the center of it. This is beautiful and I love to collect handkerchiefs for Hagen because she collects them so I, I find them and give them to her. Love it. And this one she would love. I also oh, think... Oh, that's um, so cute. I wow. think that using them for um, sachets. I have this one, a piece of a, a handkerchief stuffed with lavender. Oh, so that's good like idea. a fun use for uh, old handkerchiefs. Smells so good. Yeah. I wish y'all could smell it. I know. It's yummy. Uh, I still have lavender in my garden and okay. I need to make a harvest it and make some. Yeah. This is fun. And then I brought an old piece from this is my great grandmother who did embroidery and this is an old baby blanket oh my gosh and so i'm mentioning my great grandmother so you can see that this has been in our oh, family for the lineage yeah. decades and it's just the sweetest little kitten see adorable three little kittens on it and you're gonna take pictures right and oh yeah put I'm all these totally okay good hang these i love little embroidered things and when I was learning, um, there's these cute little set. Gosh, you can pick this stuff up in any of the craft stores, even Walmart. I know that those are kind of our big box stores, mm -hmm. but you can also buy embroidery transfers and then buy your pillowcases. But this is, um, I started a pillowcase. I love to give away pillowcases with the embroidery on the um, opening. What the heck? Isn't that that cute? is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's so satisfying. When it says it's done. sweet dreams for anyone that wants yeah. to know. And there's a little heart around it with little blue flowers. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. Now, see, my grandma Lou also used to um, embroider trim around little pillowcases and things. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on something you said earlier about your mom making the, the rugs. Yeah. That reminded me of something else my grandma Lou taught me ah. was to make the little pot holders on the loom. Oh, Remember those? Yes, the I little do. cotton? Yes. I still make those too. Those are fun. And as a matter of fact, if you look in my drawer with my pot holders, that's all I use yeah. is the ones I've made. And I still have one that my grandma Lou made. So when you said that, it reminded me. So it's just amazing how many yeah. things that are passed down. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. This is making me want to get really busy. I know. When I, get home. I know. I'm busy I'm, in a good way. <laughs> and then, okay, so wow. I'll open this up. I'm going to take pictures, everyone. But this is these are wow. beautiful. This is considered, I think, cruel work. This is along the same lines as wow. embroidery. I mean, look at the work. I mean, you she did this? was no. This is my other oh, your, grandmother. Oh, other grandmother. This from is my dad's side. Wow, a beautiful butterfly. I just thought her work was is this gorgeous i mean it's just perfection so she taught me a lot of you know how to how to hide oh, things goodness. in the bag and tie things off and are you gonna make a pillow out of this yes yeah. mm -hmm. 
I may, I may, or I may do um, oh, wow. some, I may have them framed. I, I really think I'm going to have them professionally framed. That's also a really yeah. great idea. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. But so. that would be a beautiful pillow. <laughs> yes. Either way, it's going to be nice. So wow. pillowcases with embroidery, also dinner napkins with a small little bit of embroidery yeah. is a fun project. And like I said, there's tons of transfers out there. And you can even just draw it on. freelance, just yeah. free draw and mm -hmm. with a very light, they have this pen that disappears over time. So you can very lightly sketch something out to embroider over. So mm -hmm. that's fun. And then there's this, I didn't make this. This was a gift. Um, somebody made this. That's beautiful. But we call these. Oh my gosh, these? all those birds. Like prayer nature, flags, kind like of. Like a prayer flag. It's almost. a prayer flag, but it all, they have, they have images of different birds on them. Yeah. There's five squares and they each have a different bird on them. And there's a piece of ribbon and it's used, uh, they used little um, grommets. And I just thought if somebody, I mean, if you love birds like I do, this is a I really love cool birds, gift, and right? I want to take a picture. Hold it back okay. up again. So um, I'm stealing Leslie's camera. I'm gonna post this. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That is, and you have a bird over your head. <laughs> yeah. The, oh my gosh. On yeah. the on the wall over there that Everywhere. you did. That's awesome. But yeah, this we, is just stenciled on. They're so cool. Right. You could just get stenciled. I just or love make the colors. Yeah. I love the colors. These are not colors that I would choose. Yeah. So there's a purple. A green, a brown, a rust color, uh -huh. and then a kind of a ochre, kind of yellow. Yellow ochre, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, so the colors that they chose to put together in that manner, I would not have chosen, but I love them. Aren't they sweet? Really it's love it. Yeah. Very earthy, earthy tone. Super cool. Super cool. So there's... So you can make your own prayer flags in a lot of different ways, too. Yeah. I um, have done that a lot. The, yeah. I think I have an IGTV video on Instagram still, a prayer flag tutorial. Oh, excellent. So anyone listening can check that out if yeah. they want to. Rolled way far down. <laughs> okay. Remember when we were doing the, the videos when the pandemic first started? Mm -hmm. Speaking of prayer, tell me about this prayer candle. The candle is collaged with different collage pieces mm -hmm. and and then I wrote a little something on the back and I put a little bit of glitter as you can see yeah I did this as a little fun play workshop a couple of times I think we did this at Terrasol Sanctuary and a couple of other places in Wilmington that's a really tall it's truly a pillar a pillar mm -hmm. prayer candle and I've seen those oh yeah plain ones even in the grocery store yeah. dollar store and then when you... Yeah, you can get the plain yeah. blanks yeah. and then start collaging it. I love to do a layer of tissue paper first mm -hmm. and then start putting whatever elements that you want to show yeah. through. You know, I that bet you it's really easier for the stuff to adhere to if there's tissue paper. And I just use gel medium. Cool. Super simple. Yeah. And then this one, my friend Ginger in Wilmington gave me a bunch of little teeny jars like this. Love it. And I loved the shape of them. I was like, well, this is a perfect votive candle jar. Mm -hmm. And uh, same thing, just some tissue paper and little collage elements. And then whatever you want, like the butterfly for me is the centerpiece of that. Yeah. And I just put the little tea light candle in. I and that's a great it. little gift. I think it's I think it's fabulous. Yeah, it's sweet, you know? Oh, and at the top, I have a little roll of uh, copper tape. 
So it's actually like foiled copper. Oh, and you neat. can just put that around the top if you want to. Oh, I love that. That is a really nice finishing touch. So I just figured that uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of comments on social media that uh, alert people that, you know, whose goods are not sitting in a cargo ship offshore somewhere? Artists. Artists, local artists, and oh. folks that have their own business and, you know, mom and pop shops. So I sometimes get tempted to make stuff on my own when I see it out and about, mm -hmm. but I'm really of the mindset now, if something really resonates with me that, you know, someone's made, handmade, I just go ahead and buy it and use it as inspiration in my own home or in my own studio uh -huh. or buy it for somebody. I Absolutely. mean, I, I just feel so much better spending my money that way Me too. than getting on the computer and ordering. I'm not going to name any names. Any but huge, <laughs> conglomerates. huge conglomerates. <laughs> Why are you not naming names? Everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> I just think it's a better use of our time our money, and you get to sometimes actually meet the artist. It's also a really great way to do our part for the environment. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, we've got a lot of issues. And when we can lessen our load or lighten our footprint and things like that through our actions, mm -hmm. that's a really good thing. And not having things sitting out on a cargo ship. And a lot of people will say, well, the ship's going to be there anyway. It's going to be doing it anyway. And But the more that we buy into it, the more they have to do that, mm -hmm. the more impact it has. Mm -hmm. For me, the most important thing you mentioned is supporting local artists right. or artists in general. And something that I've been doing lately, instead of going to, I won't mention any names, the place yeah. online. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that place. Starts with an A. It starts with oh, an A. Oh. And there's a lot of drivers yeah. that drive around in little <laughs> trucks. But anyway, I have been going to Etsy. Mm, because great. Etsy is an amazing platform mm. for shopping and supporting local artists. Yeah. Yeah. It is so good. Uh -huh. You can you can search anything you could search and find on a big conglomerate site. Yep. You can find on Etsy and it's handmade. Yeah and you're supporting someone needs it more than yeah. multi-billionaires. And even even the folks on Etsy are, are a little more mindful about their packaging. Uh -huh. Definitely. I, I just get so disheartened when I see, you know, big orders. People, like, they do these unboxings on social media and they show what they've bought on those big conglomerate sites. Mm -hmm. And everything is packed, you know, Either in a box that's too big or wrapped in plastic in a bag. I mean, there's so much plastic oh, in yeah. these boxes. It's ridiculous. It's really, it's, it's hard to, like, watch. And, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. So, like, I, I'm conscious of it, but I'm I'm making more uh, informed choices when I'm Good. thinking about gift giving. And, Me, too. And even how I wrap. There's another whole discussion i mean you can get really super creative with how you wrap gifts too and i i do the same thing with my etsy it's always reusable packaging yeah. always mm -hmm. i do not go by packaging yeah. yeah you know i even people give me 
like, oh, here's an envelope. Do you want it? A padded envelope? Sure, I'll take it. Yep. Usually I paint all over it and <laughs> send a, a fun little package. But I, love I and reused boxes and yep. I get creative with ways to not have to buy shipping products. That's really cool. One <laughs> thing I want to say about the packaging is I love making gift wrap. That's part of the whole. I love it. Yeah, the whole package. It really, I mean, presentation is everything. Right. I love using old tissue paper and like painting on it or, you know, doing, I like to carve stamps and like stamp little things on and also just newsprint and just, you can just do a light layer of gesso and mark it all up the way you want and have these fun little packages. I love wrapping. Yeah. I love to upcycle a lot of the stuff that things are packaged in like this, this goes into your decision-making when you buy something in the first place. But like you said, sometimes you just, you can't avoid that. And so I try to figure out a way to reuse that packaging for gift giving or art making or collage are there any things that you have made in the past that actually focused on recycling besides your packaging idea? I've made little pieces of art to give away from trash that I found stepped on at the coffee shop. Same. Stepped on coffee cups. That's the thing. Yeah. I think it's so fun to get creative. And I love that you wanted to have this conversation today because... November 1st. Yeah. People are starting to think about holidays and and giving and making yeah. and all of that and it is that kind of season to just make things. Hopefully anyone listening can get some good ideas yeah. and get inspired if nothing else just to make some things for the people you love instead of go buy them. Right. And then if you do go buy them to buy from makers, to buy from artists and people that are small businesses you know it's still early enough and mm-hmm. i'll be sure to uh share all of my little pin cushions here on our highlight let's talk a little bit before we say goodbye okay about our upcoming giveaway oh talk about handmade yes you know if you're following us on instagram you know that we are doing our very first giveaway Since we talked on our episode all about studio spaces, we decided to go into our studios and make a fun little gift box for someone. Some lucky winner. A lucky winner. Yeah. And I have put this together. This is a a flower sack towel that I eco-dyed some leaves on. Nice. For the wrapping. Speaking of wrapping, so you can wrap in fabric. That's fun. Mm. And then I was just thinking if you want to look through and... Of course, a paper crane. Those are super special. They have so much meaning behind them. So that's cool. And it just like keeps getting better and better. You've got some cool pattern paper. This is a piece of tissue paper. You've got... You included one of your zines. Lovely. Both Kim and I make zines. Little teeny zines. Well, you got me started on that again. I've I've made them before a while ago, and then you got me all hooked on it again. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, So the reason the collage is in here, a lot of the collage, is because I made this little journal out of paper bag. Oh, I love it. So, and then I pre-gessoed the journal, and whoever receives this can use all of these little pieces of collage to make a little book. Brilliant. I love it. This is for a little um, single prayer flag. Okay. That Perfect you can size. decorate. A little piece of canvas. Yes. 
Oh, I love little this little art postcard oh, that I made. That's you. That's <laughs> your artwork with mm -hmm. a horse and another little piece of art that you. Oh, it's an envelope. Yep. So that's a piece of art that I turned into an envelope. Oh, that's. Precious. I love making envelopes out of art. So that's another thing you can make homemade. <laughs> that's really, and that's just a zigzag stitch. Yeah, I just side. sewed it on the side. Yep. Perfect. Fun. Oh, and another little sweet envelope um, that you've zigzagged some vintage fabric and paper. It looks like an old dictionary page. A sweet drawing on the front. And all Lots these of goodies great, in there. I want this. <laughs> I want this. Oh, there's maps in here. There's vintage book pages. Some really cool uh, graphic arts on tissue. Oh, music sheets. Lovely. That will be a fun collage pack Won't for that be fun to yeah. open up and then fill this book up? Oh, I think it's going like, to be Like, I so want to do this myself. I know. That's why I, I want to win. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've got some more um, book pages. Oh, Ooh. so these book pages, Leslie, are for... I know you love to do the blackout poetry, too. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I did one yesterday when I was cleaning my studio. I found this piece of paper and then sidetracked myself to do some blackout poetry. Uh -huh. uh, but I, I thought these would be fun for blackout poetry. Absolutely. Also for collage. Yeah. But you know, maybe. That's cool. Yeah. And you're going to give away something from your book collection. We have talked so much about the artist way. Yeah. Which we didn't the past couple of episodes. I know. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. We haven't been talking about our friend Julia. Yeah. But... Another book that has been an important book in, in my artist's life was Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. Oh, neat. And I had an extra copy, and so I thought, oh, this yeah. would be a nice book if somebody doesn't have. Uh-huh. Um, and if they do, they can pass it on to someone yes. else. I just love good books. Absolutely. And then you've got a beautiful um, print here, a leaf print that yeah. you made. Mm -hmm. Oh, a magnet. <laughs> Earth without art is just... Eh. <laughs> oh, oh no you are not oh, oh yes these are the best pencils um if you don't have a black stabilo pencil in your toolkit in your you, arsenal you will now if you win this giveaway you've got another one here um art graph soft carbon and then you've got a regular drawing pencil with a sweet Andy Warhol art is what you can get away with <laughs> that's a nice quote from him I think maybe when we talked about our art journaling when we did the art journaling episode yeah. I'm pretty sure I talked about how much the Stabilo pencil is like one of my favorite tools so and anytime I've ever taught an art workshop anywhere yeah I always give a one of these to everyone in their kit. What a special uh, So, and then this one is just the Art Graph Soft Carbon mm -hmm. is another really great pencil that I love. So I thought, I'll just share that too. That's sweet. Oh, um, of course, some incense. Oh, yeah. So this is my little giveaway okay. stash so far. Wait till I add my stash, which I will be talking about next episode perfect and if you are a avid listener you will know that our 11 11 11 the 11th episode the 11th month on the 11th day we are going to draw a name and we'll announce see. the winner yeah we'll announce the winner on the show yeah and so the giveaway is going to have it's going to be a box that is shipped to you 
in reusable packaging. <laughs> yeah. And it'll have a gift from my studio, from me and my studio, and a gift from Leslie and her beautiful studio. If you haven't already, go to our Instagrams and just it's super simple to win. All you have to do is tag a couple of friends and then uh, reshare. Yeah, it's I love it. Pretty simple. Yay! Ah, oh, this is great. Lights, I hope you enjoyed our November 1st show. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, if you listen on Apple Podcast, uh, we'd love it if you would rate and review the podcast. And please, as always, share with your art friends. Bye. Bye.